0: starring drew harrison For another episode of My Funny Friends. I am one half of your host duo, Mr. Drew Harrison. Uh, and I am joined by my lovely sidekick. <laughs> my lovely co-host. There we go. My no, lovely no. co-host. It's already been Mr. said, Mr. Will Abels.
1: Thanks. Guess what? Thanks it's gonna s- get
0: cut out, so I don't even look like a bad guy. No, so, you're gonna keep it. You're gonna keep it.
1: You're not even gonna know it. By the end of the year, people are gonna know. Hugh harrison nice guy <laughs> not so much <laughs> it's only when the bright lights of this podcast go on man it's just That's me it. it's it's, it's a, definitely a, it's a me it's a me problem
0: <laughs> i just get going and going. like i think like i always wanted to be a pro wrestler growing up so like i would like practice these promos and everything and you would like you would get to where you would say just ridiculous stuff you yeah, know, cause bit going and you get adrenaline going back. Like next thing you know, you're seven talking about ripping the doors off the hinges and you're like, what was that? <laughs> so God, I'm sorry. So I don't like the person <laughs> I become when I try to cut a promo. Okay.
1: Okay. So we'll just hire someone to write them for us with all the okay. money that we have. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, we h- hit our first couple of advertisements. We're sitting at six cents, my friend. Hey, so don't give up hope yet.
1: You hear that dad. I told you to believe in me. Yep. <laughs>
0: Making the anchor money.
1: Oh, yeah. Anchor. It's good. Yeah. It's good stuff. It's a one stuff. stop shop. One stop shop for all your podcasts, <laughs> all your podcast needs. And it's anchor.
0: Uh, well, I'm excited because we have a special guest with us this week. Um, I got to see her perform and one half of her comedy music duo, the Reformed Horse and Cape Fair Comedy Festival and loved love what they're doing on stage and I can't wait to hear her comedy story but we have Marie Cecile Anderson. Marie, how you doing? <coughs>
2: So great! I love this threesome, y'all.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <It's great. laughs> we're, 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 we try to keep it awkward. That's our motto. Oh good. Yeah, yeah. Let's keep it awkward. The more awkward, awkward, the better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, we're the twenty twenty two. Yeah.
1: Everything's <laughs> awkward now. This is just where yeah. we're at in the world. You know, we're just that's like true. everything's on fire. So let's just, <laughs> yeah. you know, let's make Yeah, it, literally yeah. in
2: East Tennessee. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah I saw yeah. that. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Dolly's okay though. So that's.
1: That's we really must protect perfect. her at all costs.
2: I know. I was about to say that, but you said it first. <laughs>
1: I, I say, yeah. I'll, I'll take will all the that you. matters.
2: <laughs> That's all that matters.
0: I would love for Will to get canceled because he said nothing matters but Dolly part. <laughs> that would be fantastic.
1: You know, you know, someone <laughs> somewhere is like, okay, I, got, I finally got something on him. I finally yeah. got him. <laughs> uh,
0: well, we always like to start out with where are you originally from and mm-hmm. where did you... And is that where you started comedy?
3: Mm. Well,
2: I am from originally, actually, Stuart, Florida. And when okay. I was one years old, yeah, I know Florida, but right. she's
0: a, <laughs> she's Florida man. Watch out.
2: exactly but when i was one years old we moved to nashville tennessee so i am originally from nashville Nashville. um i grew Mm -hmm. up here and i would say that i did start comedy in nashville because i was a hellion at church like i was raised (laughs) yeah i was raised in a presbyterian church here in town i do not practice christianity anymore i'm so sorry mother but That's a whole She's, other podcast.
3: She's
1: strictly Scientology <laughs> now. So that's,
2: that's right. I love yeah. Will Smith.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I always thought Reformed Horrors was, I thought you guys were doing the um, Bible Belt and like doing oh. the whole church tour. I, that's what I always just, oh, you Oh, know.
2: <laughs> we love doing the church tour because we can sneak our message in to those people, yeah. which I'll get into. Uh, oh, okay.
1: Yeah. I like I this. It. I love
2: it. And yeah, at church, I just realized like if I said the nastiest, naughtiest thing, I would get the biggest laughs of my life. And that became, and I was a, (laughs) I was a public school kid. I went to Overton. Like I loved, I loved all my schools here in Nashville, but I went to a church with like, a lot of private school kids and a little bit more refined I guess I don't know I felt like I was like more street smart than them and so yeah. like I was telling them and teaching them things that maybe they never heard of before <laughs> I love like it like what a hand job was you know yeah. and just like getting the, a rise out of people and I that just stuck with me and I started I mean I started Nashville Children's Theater when I was 5 years old here in town oh, wow. so like okay. I had the acting bug yeah my first role was a piece of seaweed in the little mermaid nice. and uh yeah i just did I this that and i was like i love seaweed. acting yeah, yeah <laughs> i was i loved it i love i mean i as five years old i was like what is this and so i was lucky enough to continue doing like acting camps and things but not lucky enough for my mother to like actually take me to auditions and stuff i like begged and begged but i had two other sisters and they had soccer practice and basketball it's hard and, like, to so- split
0: that time up yeah
2: yeah, so I just did it in school. I did a lot of theater, so much theater. And then I went on to Appalachian State. Oh, App State.
0: Okay. I my love, brother-in-law I love, played football at App State.
2: Oh, uh, well, I did not. I only went to one football game, not so much into sports, but uh go tar heels. Congratulations. Thank
0: you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm About to be nervous again in a couple hours. Yeah, yeah this is your
1: distraction uh, for the hour. Yeah. 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 My
0: wife is a oh, Kansas fan.
2: Oh, oh, they keep playing. This is where I don't know how sports work. One more (laughs)
0: game tonight. So, I mean, it was billed as the biggest college basketball game of all time, UNC and Duke. But it it Ah. was actually for a shot at the championship game. So now they're playing oh, Kansas. I thought they
2: won already. Gosh. In our
0: hearts, we already did. It's okay. Yeah. Okay, you that's know?
2: good. That's yeah, my really brother-in-law good. went to to Chapel Hill, and he was in okay. Chapel Hill the other oh,
0: night. Oh, I saw the pictures. It was I was yeah. there for the last two championships. I think I'll set this one out. I'm too old now to yeah. be jumping over. I had to jump over a fire last <laughs> time. You know, like I'm but... not not trying <laughs> to live that, that life anymore. You know, like I'm <laughs> I'm in a lot of pain today because I threw my back out sleeping. Last um, night, so oh. <laughs> I've been gingerly walking around the house. It's great. I was wow. gonna
1: say I would pay to see you jump over a fire. Now I can't do it, bro. <laughs> Cannot do it. Just be like, oh, I guess I'm just on fire.
0: <laughs> yeah, but just
1: push me into just it. This is how on i on fire now. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, so I didn't play sports. I focused all on arts, and so at App State, I my parents wouldn't let me major in performance, which I'm actually very okay. grateful because <laughs> um, I think a theater degree is like a crock of uh, it's, a, it's a crock of sh- shit <laughs> can I cuss I don't know yeah um yeah but so then I did study uh theater education and got my degree and like I was able to teach theater and I literally taught for one semester for my student teaching and I said uh, never again teaching I think is the hardest yeah thing ever. I was also teaching high school and I was 22 years old teaching high school and I kept having all these like sexy dreams about my students. Am I allowed to say that? (laughs) I was like, they were like two years younger than me. Anyway, it was this whole thing. Anyway, I shouldn't be a teacher. There would be major problems. So. From there, I went, I actually worked at a theater out in California for a year in Sacramento. And that's when I learned I didn't want to do much theater anymore. I really wanted to focus on film and television because okay. doing theater every single day and like just knowing the whole nuances of how to run a theater company, because that's what was my dream was. I was going to move back to Nashville and like challenge the Nashville Children's Theater or something like start my own, <laughs> take them down, the you know?
0: But Look at them now, we,
2: like fifty.
0: Before we do but, move on from the theater part of your your life, what was the, yeah. your favorite role you ever had in theater?
2: Um,
1: besides seaweed, such a great yeah. Besides the seaweed, <laughs> at, at the, at the Little Mermaid.
2: Well, that is such a good question. I was May in Cat on a Hot Tin Roof,
1: okay. and that was a
2: really good lesson because I wanted Maggie so bad. I like, I, it was ridiculous. Like for a whole summer, I read pretty much every Tennessee Williams play, ready for the audition at Appalachian State and was like, I'm going to get Maggie. And like, I was, it was ridiculous. Like totally, I was in it to win it and I didn't get it. I got the oh, the no. sister-in-law part, which mm. just fueled the character even more. Cause I like hated Ma- the girl that got yeah. Maggie. <laughs> yeah,
3: but no, that this part, is real.
2: Yeah, it I was like, didn't really take much acting um but it was it was like it was just a good lesson I think but it was also the first time I really learned I think as a young actor that like taking the truth of the situation and just applying it makes it not that hard to be an actor if it, if you're really feeling it so I just have those I learned to use it <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah like yeah, I, I used my that. feelings yeah and that and and college theater is totally different than New York theater which I'll get to but so yeah, I moved out to California and was an intern, an intern an apprentice, whatever. I made ninety one dollars and seventeen cents a week. I had no support from oh. my parents. Yeah, my good thing, parents, like, you know, California is
1: not that expensive. You know, yeah. yeah, it's like known for being so cheap.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: yes, right. So poor, but like love theater that much that I wanted to do that. So after a year, I was like, I want to quit theater. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, so,
2: um, I'm doing film, baby. And yeah. so that's where the money yeah that's where all the money is and from there instead everyone was like dude don't go to LA don't go to LA learn the craft go to New York
1: so I (laughs) actually
2: moved back to Nashville for a couple months to save up to move to New York and I started doing I guess that's maybe when I first started doing more comedy I always did comedy, like I was really good at comedy for plays and stuff like I I I got cast as like the dramatic role but then also like always the comedic relief but always like the old woman comedic relief. Like <laughs> <Okay>. always <laughs> right. like i never you would think maybe i would get the ingenue i have never been cast as an ingenue i am always like the nosy fat neighbor or like sorry yeah. not to fat shame but it's the parts i get you know yeah the bigger ladies um
1: so uh, i obviously know what the word means
2: yes <laughs> uh
1: but for our for our listeners at home and me well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> clearly i know well, i was like is that a shakespeare that's that the word what the word <sighs> uh, an Ange-
2: ingenue
1: an ingenue um, it's usually
2: it's usually See, like you didn't Juliet. even know
1: the word <laughs> i don't know the word <laughs> <laughs> we'll try to
0: chime in like, you know, like i, 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 I knew, obviously know but i knew
1: how far i could take the lie hate. and then i got to the end of it and was like shit what was the word <laughs> Oh my
2: God. I love it. Well, oh, you're obviously fantastic. not a theater kid, which is yeah. very good because that's, I was, great. but I was
1: a theater kid in Hagerstown, Maryland, but oh. I also played sports. So I didn't oh. yeah, <laughs> know. Kind of you weren't
2: kid. the ingenue. You weren't, really
1: <laughs> you weren't ingenue no. materially there, bro. I was Mercutio bro. once though. I was Mercutio.
2: Ooh. <laughs> Have you ever done Shakespeare here? That's where, that's what I, I would love to get into Nashville Shakespeare. I used to, I grew up going to see Shakespeare in the park here.
1: No, I haven't been to a play yet here, but I have been wanting to see the drunk Shakespeare. Yeah, show yeah. The I've heard oh, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah, we used to
2: do yeah, we used yeah. to do that. I would that yeah. Anyway. Then from okay, so I moved back to Nashville. I did some improv in town. That was awful. And Ooh. then I moved to New York. I think I was like 23. I don't know. I was so lucky because so many of my friends from California had moved to New York. Oh, a good. lot of my my theater friends from app state had moved to new york so i had a really great strong network
0: that's awesome cool. um, new york could be a lonely place so that's good yeah. yeah
2: and day four in the big city i got a job wait- waitressing tables at pulio's italian restaurant 45th okay. and between eighth and broadway never waited tables before <laughs> lied on my resume I got the job it was yes. a disaster yeah. but that's what i i mean i, I knew that actors like weighted tables. So I got a waiting tables job and I was lucky to get an agent, a really terrible agent pretty quickly, I guess. And then I just started auditioning and, and just like pounding the pavement to like, you know, make it big. And it was so hard. <laughs> it was just hard to like make yeah. ends meet. And I had an agent who suggested, that I needed to get UCB on my resume like I need improv mm-hmm. classes like they tell everybody so I started taking improv classes at UCB and really fell in love with improv and um, and and just I mean more the community rather than improv yeah, yeah, yeah. itself but the just teamwork, like just you know yeah because yeah, I had been around theater people and I'd been doing some film stuff and <laughs> writing a ton and but I hadn't found my people and all of a sudden I felt like oh my god he, comedians like of yeah. course. I have, I, I grew up, you know, very traditional family. My parents are still together, Christian, whatever, but I got shit to work out. And I felt like that <laughs> it was a perfect place for it. And, yeah. but unfortunately it was like, it was just again, hard to break into that scene and get on a team. And, yeah. and it was just kind of perfect timing for me that like I had, I had gained enough confidence to kind of branch out on my own. Okay, and fine. so I started writing. This is I don't know how this came to me, but I just started writing silly songs. And so, and I played. I grew up playing the piano and the ukulele a little bit. But then I was at that time I was dating a musician, and he was like fine. And I was like, dude, if he can play an instrument, <laughs> <laughs> I can. I can play an instrument. So I picked a <laughs> ukulele.
3: That's fantastic.
2: <laughs> and I taught myself how to play via YouTube because it's like, a, it's literally meant for like
1: God, I love a small YouTube, monkey
2: yeah. or child. Yeah, I learned yeah. YouTube on I, YouTube.
1: I got a ukulele. My freshman year in college, <laughs> like I saw everyone playing acoustic guitars and I was like, seeing how many girls they were talking to. And so instead of my brain being like, learn the guitar, my brain was like, I'll be different. I'll get a ukulele I'll the
2: sexiest.
1: world. I don't get the ladies.
2: Yeah,
1: but like, <laughs> hey, it's, hey, it's ukulele kid again. Hey, all right. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you like avoid like the ukulele kid in the corner. was just like, hey, you guys want some coffee and talk to me? <laughs> Come talk to me.
2: No, I'd be like, what's up? What's your number?
1: Like, <laughs> you I love you a ukulele too? man. Yeah.
2: But so I taught myself and then I started playing some songs and I had a, this is what ha- It was like a crazy story because I had a July 4th party. I always had a July 4th party in Brooklyn on my roof and I got wasted. I was wearing a, an American flag bikini yes. playing my dumb songs for people. Wasted. Like I, and I had never played them for anybody before. And I was actually like, thank God I was drunk. Cause I don't think I, ne- I would have never done it. And my friend who was a comic was there and she was like, that is hysterical. It booked me a week later to open for her at the people's improv theater. So all of a sudden, yeah, my first set was 30 minutes. I had to do 30 minutes of material. I had like, I had six dumb, like terrible songs. Like absolutely. Like one was about like my boyfriend, the skater and how he couldn't (laughs) ride a skateboard. And (laughs) I don't know what else, Uh, birth control. I sang about birth control and pan jobs and you know little yeah, <laughs> things yes. like that and the show went great it was like 30 minutes and um I was again I had like all my waitressing friends there so they just right.
3: they were just very supportive it. yeah and
2: it felt great but then I was like well, what now and then I'm not kidding two weeks later I went to a party in Brooklyn and I'm sitting at this like fancy this like appetizer table this girl had this acquaintance, a friend, I don't know what, I don't talk to her anymore, but anyway, it was her birthday and she hired a uh, person she met in the subway to play uh, the guitar in the corner of this party and she had like fancy hors d'oeuvres and I was like, what is happening at this party? It was the weirdest (laughs) party and this girl was across the room and she looked cool and it was like, hey, what's up? (laughs) Who are you? We ended up talking the whole night and that's Katie Frame and that was like, we just totally hit it off. She, we just had met at like the same time. We both had been actors. We both like pounded the pavement, yeah. not really getting too many big places. Like I had booked, you know, a couple small things and done like a lot of off, off wow. Broadway. But when I met her, she heard too, like she was just like barely getting by and she had studied music. Like she went to Barnard and was a classically trained oh, wow. um, vocalist. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like I went to I, I learned how to sing harmony through church and choir and stuff. Right. So when we started working, I would like literally was like, "Do you want to be in my band?"
3: <laughs> <laughs> I was does. like,
2: "Okay." <laughs> and she came over the next week and she started singing, and I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> <Jackpot>. <laughs>
3: just,
2: yeah, because she just has such a beautiful voice, and and. I started playing songs that I had written. She came back the next week, had written her first song, like that, you know, and so we just didn't know what we were doing, but we had fun. We were having, we were together and we were having fun and we just slowly started booking shows in New York and every show we did, because our very first show, this is uh, with, was with Sashir and Nicole Byard. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Jesus. That, when, that we were all like coming up together. So Yeah, they did improv and we played some songs and stuff. And then from that show, we got booked and and we were just playing little shows all over town. And then we did the New York Comedy Festival. We got an agent from that. Cool. And then uh, just started, we our big, big break. I guess it was four years in, we were asked to go and tour and open for Les Claypool um, from Primus. So that was our first time. That's great. Yeah. It's like such a weird at first I was like, who? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Which yeah. I like to tell him and he yeah. doesn't like that story.
3: <laughs> yeah, I didn't know who you were. <laughs> I didn't know who
2: you were. But you wrote this the South Park theme song and like he's from Primus and stuff. But oh, no. so our our music really met well meshed well with what he was doing at the time because he was doing um Les Claypool's duo de Twang. So he was playing his primus songs twanged up like very country. Uh, and so Katie and I's band was reformed whores. And we, we dressed in these like really ridiculous square dancing dresses and just sang really, you know, irreverent songs about equality, <laughs> like girls poop yeah. too and, and stuff. And so all of a sudden we're touring all across the country opening for him. Yeah. yeah. Now and did was, y'all that
3: have our- the
0: name and the, the, like, y'all like, uh, like, was what stage of the, the duo was that at
2: yeah we had I think we had already released our first album, okay, yeah, ladies don't spit songs that'll leave a good taste in your mouth um, you it's our first album, and what? yeah, so that had come out and les had had listened to the album, and I think we had several we had had a couple viral videos on YouTube okay. that yeah. he was able to see, That's so awesome. then he he pl- he picked us and yeah and it was wild that was a crazy time because touring with him every single time we went out on stage was it could I, they could either love us or they could hate us because as the opener for someone like Les Claypool they're there to see Les Claypool <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah they don't yeah. care very about specific, the
2: opener at, yeah in the kind of most
1: fan. openers you know yeah like, it really I is one feel- of those yeah it's like one of those kind of thankless jobs where it doesn't matter how well you do or whatever it or just kind of like, okay, wrap wrap it up. We got to get on the, we got to get on the headliner.
2: And it's such a hard job, but I, I mean, I like the opening spot too, because there, I mean, when you win over the audience, there's like nothing better than that feeling. So we, The only time I don't know if we did not win them over was Philly. Philly's a tough, tr- really. Philly's tough always car.
1: tough, though. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> and our show also like didn't start until eleven o'clock, so like everyone was wasted.
3: Oh. So God. that was a. Oh. Uh,
2: but th- I remember it, it was like a good show, but we were nervous. They were going to f- start throwing bottles because sometimes his fans like throw what? bottles on stage. I mean, oh. it was this whole thing. Can we get the so, chicken
0: wire set up,
2: please.
3: Like, yeah. yeah. So from there. Roadhouse. yeah.
0: So about there, what time frame? Yeah. What about what year was that around? Like when was that?
2: Gosh, two thousand eight. Okay. I think nine, ten. <laughs> what years? No, two. No, we didn't start in the band till two thousand ten, or nine. <laughs> I have no idea. We were we've been a band thirteen years. So okay. yeah, so that would have been not that time. Okay. What's math? I don't know. Like, um, for like two thousand
0: thirteen, give or take. You that feels right.
2: like Four years. Thousand, yeah. Okay. 2013 or so Okay, nice. yeah so that went on for we toured with them off and on for like two years and then we got to open up for some other bands but like men like all like <laughs> which was fine it was great but like it yeah. was such an interesting that's where it started <laughs> having like we felt like our management and agents weren't really listening to us and like yeah. didn't really understand what our goals were with the band, which is really hard. Like you have to find representation that actually get the vision, it
0: the message you're trying right. to write
2: out. Yeah, because right. I do think that there are some people that just want to be famous, which that's mm-hmm. great for them. Yeah, we we just really wanted to like spread the gospel of the horse. Which really, if you really, really lean close and listen to what we're singing, it simply is equality. Like we just yeah. meant women can be as sexual as men. And like, we don't, you know, slut shaming, like all that stuff. Like we just, we really wanted to talk about that type of stuff and make it funny. And going back to like performing in the South and stuff, we honed our skills and craft in New York. It was, it's incredibly hard to do comedy i think in new york just simply yeah. because everybody there's seen it all
3: right.
1: <laughs> or
2: i don't know how to describe
1: gonna it catch like- them off guard yeah. oh and there's just a million comics and a million totally. like totally whenever anyone I, I try and explain new york to anyone that's like even like just like doing open mic comedy mm-hmm. i'm like what you don't understand is like there are scenes within the scenes in New York. That's how right. big it is. You know, right. like, like, I don't like, there's like certain parts of New York, like i never even performed in, you know, like certain neighborhoods are saying like, not that I didn't want to, it was just never got there. They had their own scene going on. They didn't need me mm-hmm. there. You know, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's all, I mean, we were like, when we first started the band, we were like, we're not going to Staten Island. It's like, nope, you go to Staten Island. Yeah. <laughs> you get the gig and they pay enough.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> New Jersey was the same thing. We we're like, oh man. But yeah, I mean, we did, we performed all over New York and, and, and because we're music, we are also able to perform these really large music venues too, which was fantastic. And then from there, let's see our craziest stories. We performed Sturgis Motorcycle Rally two years in a row. Wow! And that was like, we were in a meeting with our managers and agents and stuff and like brainstorming, like what to do with our, (laughs) like, cause I think- they didn't know what to do with us, too, because yeah. as a country Western comedy band,
3: there
0: was <laughs> no blueprint. Except, <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. So we really were like throwing pasta up against the wall. We were in development. of. We had several television developments going with people and those all fell through. That's always fun.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Feels so good. After years like that, of working on your dream.
0: <laughs> I feel like, unfortunately, that's just a problem with Southern acts in general. You know there's yeah. so many southern comics that you know are simple southern stories fun for agents and then they actually develop a TV show and then they're like, nah, never yeah. mind, mm. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I don't know if they think it's just so niche for like that specific group, but I think it's like it's you uni- know, I think it's universal, uh,
0: same, <laughs> you know.
2: I mean, and also <clears throat> like, so we went to Sturgis, we got to perform there, we got to open for. So Sergis is the largest motorcycle rally in the world, but it's also the largest <laughs> motorcycle music festival. Huh, so yeah. we performed okay. three times a day, like oh, all wow. over the, it's the Buffalo chip campgrounds is where we were at. Okay, And so we did our show and they pull up their motorcycles and you play for them and they don't laugh. They just rev their engines. <laughs> it's such a weird
1: thing. Oh my God. Jesus. So this is like, You're like ahead of the curve with the like the the drive-in shows for 2020. Oh yeah, no, we were. Yeah, you had. We had done. Yeah,
2: we were. We we'd done that. Didn't want to go back.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's almost like you the wild. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's crazy.
2: We got to open for Leonard Skinnerd at the what? It was so crazy. That's that was like 20. Yeah, twenty thousand people or something. It was crazy. And then the biggest thing that the the i think that the we peaked and, and it's been downhill ever since but we got to open for weird <laughs> weird al
1: oh that's amazing
2: and the coolest uh, part was that he watched us and after al. our set he he told us how great we did and it was like okay oh. well we're retired now we don't care right. like about anything else Oh,
1: that's so cool, that so cool. i would it love to
0: really... see the short list of crossovers of how many people have opened for leonard skinner and weird al. i know, <laughs> I
2: know.
0: <laughs> oh that's pretty damn impressive
3: yeah, yeah.
2: And that, I mean, that's like that's the Sturgis motorcycle rally for you because they had such a, a wide uh, range of musicians performing, and the, and randomly they had Weird out. and I think he too was like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no one um, who I, I was hoping he'd pull up on like a big wheel that he like pedaled up on or something like that. That
2: would be at his own own weird owl bus that we weird. No one was allowed on. <laughs> we tried. No, I was kidding. Once you did? get to that
0: level, you're just you're like, I don't want to be around anybody.
2: Yeah, yeah. And and there we filmed a web series. Like our second year, it was great because uh, we knew the campgrounds and we knew some characters, like some of the people we knew who were returning. So we wrote a script specifically to film there as a choose your own adventure oh, type wow. series. But then we had we got a cease and desist order from the choose your own adventure people because we were marketing it as a choose your own adventure and they're like you can't say that
0: i didn't know they so, had the, the stronghold on that saying
2: i yeah. didn't either so you should everyone should check out our web series it's a pick our fate
0: <laughs> hey there we go <laughs> there we go <clears throat> and then from hilarious. there we went
2: to we went to edinburgh we did our full show there for every day for that's it's 30 days i don't know anyone's talked
1: about that festival it's just been like you can't describe it it's just yeah yeah yeah
0: you do your same show for 30 days Mm -hmm.
2: yeah and other people's and like you you just it's i think i mean we got i think we honed our our chemistry our comedy our banter like just it, it took it to we thought we were good after touring as you know touring and opening for bands and stuff but then we went to edinburgh and it was like oh and then uh sean Patton was our roommate james domian we lived with all these other comics and everyone was like having mental like we're all you're doing your show every day so it was a lot of bonding and like are we gonna survive and we did
0: (laughs) i'm surprised someone hadn't tried to make that a series like a bunch of comics in the house of the edinburgh
2: in edinburgh
0: yeah
2: maybe we should go back
0: <laughs> do you like a real world type house i don't know I'm
2: just yeah kidding. and then after edinburgh i mean i'm just gonna get real i think that like we were so burnt out just as yeah. a duo and that that was at year 10 together yeah okay. and so we did what everybody would do i guess we stopped kind of doing we were became really picky with what shows we did and we started a podcast
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> which was like oh great <laughs> yeah
2: so we have a show we have difficult women podcast is our podcast nice. and we've been doing awesome. that for about three years and well, that was then, nice probably
0: going into that already have that chemistry you know? totally
2: yeah and knowing like exactly what we wanted to talk about I mean our very first episode was just our experience with Being called difficult women—that's
3: that's
2: (laughs) that's what ended up happening with our agents and managers and stuff—is that towards Uh, the end, our—I mean, we're still very close with this one agent, but some other managers, agents told us that we were too difficult to.
0: Because you're being more selective with the shows you wanted to do, is that where they were getting the difficult? Well,
2: literally, they would suggest a comic, and we'd be like, they hate women. (laughs) like yeah yeah that it just wouldn't work like right it sets them up for failure too like it just doesn't and so So, i don't know yeah
3: yeah there
0: there are bad matches you know like yeah i don't feel like some people put enough thought into you know opening acts and and the whole show you know
2: right and i think what happens is like it's like who they have on their roster already who needs an opener and then they just go within their agency to find people
1: they get the dartboard out and yep. they, they put all, they put everyone's faces up on the wall and they close their eyes and they just throw the dart. And mm-hmm. well, I, I guess this very, very dirty comic is not going to open for this clean comic. Yeah, that's what it, it
2: certainly yeah. felt like. And then when we've always our opinion about it, we were told we weren't too difficult. So that was, it was, I mean, yeah, it was a little bit of a bummer, not going to lie. But it, when our agents broke up with us, we were on tour with Dweezil Zappa. So we were like in the tour bus, like having a sold out show that night, like cry, cried all afternoon. Cause like, we don't have an agent anymore. And then yeah, we besides. had to like do a full sold out show. So it was just like the juxtaposition yeah. of that was just, so, I mean, showbiz is hard. <laughs> it's very hard, but so, yeah, I was in New York and we were still doing tons of shows and we were about to, before the pandemic, we were about to go on the road again. Cause that's. I mean we are so lucky with like a lot of comedy clubs across the country is that because of touring with these other bands like we were able to do runoffs at comedy clubs and but then when the pandemic hit it was like I, I don't know for me having been in New York City for 15 years all of a sudden I was like I don't like human beings like why am I in a town <laughs>
3: that has
2: so many humans in it
3: um
2: yeah but yeah, I just, I personally just had a moment of um, like, I, I actually came down to Nashville during the pandemic and spent some time sw- time with my parents paying rent the whole time in Brooklyn and never thought I would move back to Nashville ever, ever, yeah. ever. But my parents are both getting older. My dad has Alzheimer's and it felt like a time to just kind of show up for the family. So I did that kind of during the pandemic. And then just date. Like I got yeah. a little tiny place in East Nashville. First time I've ever lived alone without a roommate.
1: Congrats. I
2: produce yeah. podcasts now from home. And then I've been, I wrote a screenplay over the pandemic that I would love to shoot here in Nashville. Oh, nice. And I really got to, cause now I'm not, I mean, my partner is in New York. So yeah. I actually did my first solo show a couple of weeks ago and it was amazing i was like okay i mean i miss katie for sure right right
0: right now are you still doing the funny songs or are you doing more stand-up based like what is your solo i did
2: play yeah i did i did play two songs but yeah i had all these jokes i had written that i had never you know i hadn't and it was a sold out show it was at jackalope brewery or something oh yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i'd never been there and it was totally it was like a huge over 100 people i'm like cool first show back in two years is that right that
1: was um zach townsend's show yeah
2: no it was it was through the porch like the literacy it's a it was a comedy show for writers or something Uh, through the uh, porch or yeah
0: that's cool that's awesome yeah yeah
2: yeah so but katie did actually so Back to the reform tours we're still together she yeah. did come down to nashville this past summer and we recorded our third album awesome. and so that where did, w- it's hmm?
1: where did you record the album like do you go into a since you're doing like do you go into a studio or do you do it live
2: yeah you want so, the like yeah Good, very good question so this will be our third album our first album we recorded live to tape with a full band wow. in brooklyn in a big huge studio second album was actually here in nashville at rca studio a so it's like oh, this cool. legendary yeah. yeah yeah it was an incredible experience like we had Reba uh, reva mcintyre's guitar player we had johnny cash's last gate uh, bass player here. play on our album Incredible. Oh, yeah. This album. pandemic <laughs> <laughs> album for sure. But Katie Katie came down and I have a really good friend, Dana Kadora. She's here in town. She's an incredible musician, producer. So she has a home studio out in Old Hickory. So we went out there and in three, I think three days, four days, we we tracked our um, we have nine songs. Good. So we tracked our vocals and instruments. And then We're really committed to this album being made with solely women. I'm so sorry, men. But we had all men on our last two albums. So we're trying to do it with like all female musicians.
1: Oh, fantastic. That's
0: awesome.
2: And so I was going to say, I didn't get my
1: phone call about my ukulele. So I I, I was. Well,
2: (laughs) (laughs) there's always a fourth album.
1: I
0: at Um, one point played a mean trumpet. So just throwing that into the universe, you know? Well,
2: we need a trumpet player. (laughs) (laughs) But you're not a woman, so sorry, you're fired.
1: (laughs) I'll teach my wife how to play, she'll crush it. (laughs)
2: Perfect,
1: probably would crush it. She would.
2: We've been able to pass around this, this album. Like, so because of the pandemic, we sent the files to another musician and they recorded it in their home studio and then passed it on to another person in there. So, right now, it's all being mixed in LA and hopefully it sounds incredible. And, um,
3: yeah,
2: yeah. so it'll be that's awesome. this summer i think we're playing with calling it pissing in the wind yes songs that'll make you wet i don't know my mom (laughs) (laughs) it works works.
3: (laughs) You
0: really sold it with the facial expression you really made me believe it there
2: (laughs) yeah so yeah so that's coming out and then
1: yeah have you two been able to meet up at all and like, are you trying to tour again? Because that was one thing that I really liked. But so I just moved here last year from New York. Mm. But when I was making, I got stuck at home in Maryland for a year and I was making a decision to either come just go anywhere else or go back to yeah. New York. What really appealed to me about Nashville was how central it was, how easy it mm-hmm. would be to do the road once it mm. was, you know, once we were able to do the road again and it's yeah. just been amazing. Like, mm. <laughs> like it's been, it's just been amazing. But so are you planning tours again or where, what are you thinking?
2: Well, I think with the album, we'll definitely do a, a tour to yeah. promote the album. And honestly, like I think with her still in New York, and she's been focusing a lot on cinematography. She's actually a filmmaker now. Like no, two that's years awesome. into the yeah, she, she really honed her honed her skills on that. And so yeah. it's funny when you think about touring again, we would like a certain amount of money. Yeah. Cause like in my in our twenties and early 30s like we would literally perform for any dollar amount (laughs) now now that we're a little older we're like okay we i mean we slept i swear like the places we've slept on tour is just we slept in our car some several times like because we had an early morning flight so it's like why waste money on a hotel so we would just go to the airport and sleep in the car in the cell phone lot yep so I don't
1: want to do that anymore. <laughs> no, I hear no. Like, like, like I said, I just
0: threw my back out. Like I, don't, I can't do that anymore.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Drew
1: and, I, Drew and I had a tour last year where, uh, like, it was really fun. Had a had a blast. But the final match. like couple nights in Atlanta, we pretty sure of her friend putting us up but we were sleeping on like a blow-up mattress that deflated and then we were switching <sighs> yeah. off between a couch and a reclining chair that didn't recline
2: oh, <laughs> oh no
1: yeah and we just like by day three we were like we had
0: we had one more show in Asheville, and we could have stayed yeah. in Asheville, but i think we both are like if i don't sleep in
1: my own bed tonight i'm yeah. gonna i'm gonna lose it so we drove all the way from right. to Asheville, and then Asheville all the way back to nashville because we were like we gotta just we gotta, we gotta go yeah we got do yeah this. i, I mean do that's too old for this I,
2: it's exciting <laughs> to see so well i i saw you perform was it at the the copper
0: the, copper the copper
2: couple copper, yeah the copper that. branch oh, show branch. okay yeah so because like i have not been in the comedy scene in nashville like the only my only comedy friend is dusty slay <laughs> yeah and so he's like okay yeah he's <laughs> he's hanging in he's there he's he used to open for us way, 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 way back in Charleston days. He's awesome. incredible. So I do feel like I'm like dipping my toes in my hometown, but it's yeah. just a little weird of, I don't know. I was very lucky. I, I do have an agent here and she's been sending me out on tons of auditions. Like I was telling my New York friends that I think I have I've had more auditions in Nashville than New York. Then wow, at awesome. least like yeah so things come through town and you also yeah. get considered for ash for um atlanta
1: yeah yeah
3: yeah so right. i've
2: been auditioning and like getting callbacks for big movies and things all of a sudden whereas awesome. like in new york i would get these terrible commercial auditions where i would like have to get somebody to cover my shift go in to just like take a sip from a straw you know yeah, like,
1: right right for
2: a lot of those commercial i'm like i i studied acting but i <laughs> yeah. don't care yeah.
1: <laughs> A lot of people don't realize how many different things are in Atlanta now, like because AMC's there mm-hmm. and Marvel almost a, not exclusively, obviously, Marvel's all over mm-hmm. the world, but they do mm-hmm. a ton of stuff in Atlanta. so yeah a lot Adult of swim, adults yeah. Swim. Uh, adults will, yeah. their tax Turner.
0: incentives are up for uh, mm-hmm. reevaluation. so we'll see we'll see how Atlanta mm-hmm. acting. I say that as a Wilmington resident because Wilmington's trying to pull it back. Wilmington used to be Hollywood East. In Atlanta. Oh, why? I,
2: so I, say, I remember
3: trying to. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We used to like drive down to
2: Wilmington to to try to. This is gonna age me, but um, we drove down to Wilmington to watch them film Dawson's Creek.
3: Oh, uh, yeah. When <laughs> I, was, I went
2: to Abstate, State, like my freshman year or whatever, I was like, we have to go see. I see.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was there for a little bit during the One Tree Hill. I missed the the yeah, Dawson oh, Creek ones, but I was there for for some oh, of the One Tree Hill stuff. With Karen's Cafe my, was up and
2: yeah. Yeah. One of my best friends booked that show, and we never talked to her again, because she like they wrote her in. She became super famous. She ditched all her friends.
1: She's like, <laughs> I don't I like know. that show. <laughs> it's <fair. laughs>
2: show biz, Showbiz kids. <laughs> <a>
1: show biz <laughs> <game>. <laughs> you lose friends. Yeah, you like.
2: You <laughs> lose friends. <laughs> no, it's oh, great. Mom. Yeah, cool. but I like Nashville so far. So good.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's it's been you know the last year and a half we're very up and down you know, but I mm. think it's starting to hit its stride a little bit again and a the lot indie of shows
0: are really great
1: a lot of indie shows are coming back and there's a lot of like at least for, for me that's been kind of nice is there's a lot of open micers just asking a lot of questions and kind of asking the uh-huh. right questions uh-huh. they're not just like oh how do i get famous you know you know, like <laughs> you'll just hear people say that they'll just be like hey uh-huh. like when do you think i can submit a seven minute set to be considered for a spot you know stuff like that uh-huh. we are like great great uh-huh. And then they're also like trying to learn how to produce as well. So there's a lot of like Mm. young guys trying to make new shows and it's great because it just makes the scene Uh, bigger and bigger. And yeah, it's cool. It's been been really fun to watch.
2: Yeah, I think that's what I actually would like to do is start producing a monthly show and have it music and comedy. So yeah, stay tuned i'll book
1: y'all <laughs> well, if only nashville was better at music
2: if only know? yeah
1: it's only there were more musicians in nashville that's really been that's what i've been saying <laughs> oh
2: god yeah Exactly. more,
1: uh, more uh, ingenues <laughs> did you did you
0: say it right did you i you not
2: know
1: there you go my mom my mom is go- i'm not even exaggerating my mom is going to listen to this and then call me and be like are you the dumbest <laughs>
2: <laughs> no it's it honestly is is a word that only if you were like a super nerdy theater kid you would know so
1: my, I, I feel my, like my, yeah, you're my, better
2: for it that you don't yeah. know that term
1: right I, I'm My only my
0: run out. in with plays is church plays, you know like you had to be part mm. of the the yearly Christmas play and then that turned into our youth group did sketches.
3: Oh, that's and how you to, got into comedy. That's
0: how I got into like church. performing, you know oh, like wow. I was like I was I played a lot of Jesus you know we had mm-hmm. one sketch i might have talked about this on the podcast before but we had this one sketch timed perfectly to total eclipse of the heart
2: oh my god and
0: it played out that this poor young teenage girl was going through temptation mm. you know, we had these cards with like teen pregnancy and like mm. drugs <laughs> you know? and then jesus <laughs> moi would come in and shield her from all that
1: oh my god oh uh. It's just it the the layers with you, yeah. It's just every week. It's just peeling. That's why I crack up.
0: If you ever see me and that song comes on anywhere, I will crack up. Like I can't (laughs) hold it in because we had to rehearse to that song so
2: much. Oh my gosh! How long have you been in Nashville?
0: I moved at the end of two thousand nineteen. Okay. Yeah. So I was Wilmington, North Carolina, Dead Crow, Nut Street, Uh all that before then.
2: Mm -hmm. And you found it equally as great to tour.
0: Yeah, so, so like, because you know Wilmington, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure from, like, setting up yeah. tour dates, you can't get anywhere from Wilmington.
2: Right, <laughs> like can't go east,
0: that that's for it. sure. Yeah, right, so <laughs> Nashville is way more, I love way more, so I got, mm. like, you know, I've got connections in Huntsville, you know, mm-hmm. just now getting into Kentucky, like, it, oh. it's opening up, when you're just used to doing that straight up and down the East Coast, yeah, run, yeah. it's nice to
1: venture out more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Oh,
3: always- that's great.
1: I used to always see flyers for you. I think the first time that you guys came onto my radar was I think um, Asheville and I mm. wasn't even doing comedy there. I just remember being like, it was, you know, I want to say like six years ago with an ex, and I just remember seeing like Melissa, Melissa's flyers and oh, that was yeah. when I was like, there's comedy in Asheville? Like I didn't know this. <laughs> yeah. so I was just getting back into standup at that time. So I really just didn't know anything. But I remember mm. that. I remember seeing your flyers and like, I feel like every time I've done Asheville since, you're always like on your way there or I just missed you or something. Mm, Yeah.
0: Yeah. I just remember you'd come down to Dead Crow once a once a year, and I would just be like, "You guys are just there's nothing else like this, you know." Yeah. Great. It
2: was. So I grew up listening
0: to country music. So I was like, "You guys got this country." Yeah.
2: Well, this this third album got a
0: message about it. Like a. a uh,
2: This third album, it sounds so like there's. We kind of like play with the country, like super country, like 1990s country
0: on it. That's my favorite. That's my favorite. Um,
2: And then the songs are like maybe the raunchiest we've ever done because it literally was like, I mean, I think our single is gonna be. It's called Fuck It Bucket List, and it's like if you know you're gonna die, you better like fuck your brains out, (laughs) like do what you want to do because you're gonna die. And it's like this is. yeah, this is it, and then, yeah, it's it's my again. Like I think my parents are gonna really dislike it, but I think <laughs> if your parents like what you're doing, you're doing life wrong.
1: You're not, so you're not pushing the boundaries <laughs> enough.
2: No, that's, that's
1: the that's the takeaway quote. I think. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, I'll, my... I'll, I'll let you know if you do Copper Branch. Yeah. Uh, after that show, Copper Branch got a lot of emails that they were not happy with some, <laughs> with some <laughs> of the show. So that's oh, not really, clean, that's now a clean show. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Well, the that's actually,
3: like,
2: how yeah. much is clean here in Nashville?
1: Clean I mean, Bible uh, Belt clean here.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, does, cause I get dinged cause standard, I'm pretty, yeah. I'm pretty clean, but I still run into trouble talking about drug stuff sometimes.
2: Mm. Yeah.
0: So I'm considered yeah, I'm not... clean, just not family clean.
2: Ah, uh, yeah. I don't do clean. I just yeah. don't. I refuse to I My just mouth don't into, work like that.
0: It works. <laughs> it works so well for me because I still turn into a 13 year old boy. If I say the word penis, I'm going to turn bright red and chuckle and then you're going to have to just shoot me off stage. So it just works out for me. <laughs> you know, I respect it. I love that style of comedy, but I'd say one word. I'm like,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i do too i think that's why i still really double down on like dirty stuff because i'm just like oh my god i can't believe i can say this for a living yeah Yeah. i
0: still i think it's that southern baptist guilt you know i think at any point my mom's Mm -hmm. gonna pop up behind me and hit me over the head with like a wooden spoon you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i'm sorry
3: yeah
0: like i had one joke when i first started about ball sack like a test testicle (laughs) joke and still to this day i haven't told that joke in a decade and my mom still is like do you you don't you don't tell that joke, do you? You don't That's do funny. it. I'm like, no, mom, I haven't in a long time. Okay.
2: My mom somehow found this one song I wrote a long time ago about giving up hand jobs for Lent. And she called me and she said, Maria, I need to talk to you about something. I was like, uh oh, what's going on? She's like, I'm so disappointed in you. <laughs> But, and this was
0: it mom, after you were out of the house and everything
2: oh yeah i was living that's in new funny. york like paying my own rent like yeah. it was like okay but my mama always told me like marie you're gonna you're gonna grow up someday and really embarrass the family aren't you
0: <laughs> <laughs> like yes yes thank you mom
2: yeah 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 that's it's so. only an
0: embarrassment if you let it happen you know that's like, true just go with it and
2: accept what i'm doing well yes. our last big huge show before you know COVID and stuff was in Charleston, South Carolina. We always perform at Theater 99. Oh yeah. That's our home base, like home base. Like we, we love that theater so much and they're family to us. Um, And we did the Charleston comedy festival. It was in January before COVID and it was sold out. It was like 300 people. My parents came down and they don't come see us often but they came to that show. But right before the show, my mom's like, whatever you do, just don't point us out. Please just don't point us out. And I was like, "Okay, we won't because I have. I like to do that. I like to embarrass him. But that one time I was like, "Okay, I won't. We're singing. I I like had some set up where I have a song called Mama and she knows we're about to sing it. I don't point her out. I don't say anything. All of a sudden I hear some screaming in the back row of the audience. It is my mother sitting up, standing on her chair, saying, I'm the mama. I'm the mama. And I was like, What is going on right now?
0: You told me not <laughs> so, to say nothing.
2: Yeah, I didn't say a word. My mother was the one that like stood up and caught called attention to her. And to me, that was the moment where I was like, okay, like I've I've done it. Like I yeah, really right. have her want everybody to know that she was the mother of this dirty no, mouth awesome. sailor. Yeah. She wasn't <laughs> just sitting
0: there yeah. like, I'm not the, I'm not yeah. mama. I'm not.
2: And my dad, like, you know, and his with his Alzheimer's, he was like, I really think you got something there, kid. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's like <laughs> nice doing it for 12
2: that. years. Yeah. yeah but yeah. it's really, I mean, I think comedy is is hard with if you if you seek your parents approval which like i think you kind of have to just like not Uh,
0: yeah (laughs) i knew there was no way at any way shape or form i was going to get a blessing of any sort you know
2: right yeah what did they want you to be right yeah yeah.
0: like oh lawyer doctor
1: the stereotypical you know
2: yeah yeah yeah
1: but not
0: not a comedian anything but a comedian yeah <laughs>
1: my parents like to do the thing still where they're just like um even though i've been doing this for as long as i've been doing it and like already tried in new york and you know done all this stuff they'll still just be like why don't you just like get on snl like they'll still do that kind of thing oh my and gosh you're just, and you're just like do you f-? like 10 years Me. ago you could have said that and i would be like you know what you don't understand now i'm like come come on <laughs> right like, you know you get it you right?
0: didn't sign up for the email that's all
1: you <sighs> had to do you know Yeah, it's info at snl.com. You just email info Mm -hmm. at (laughs) snl.com. Give it your avails. See how they
0: Do
2: you have, I have a question, because male comics do this to to us and to me. I get DMs all the time of like, hey, have you ever thought about having a comedy special?
3: A Comedy
2: Central special?
0: So random dudes, they they can just jump in and be your manager.
2: That's what they, yeah. It had through our years of being a band, so many men think, Hey, like, have Have you you thought about having a special?
1: Are these audience members, these comics? Or,
2: um, (laughs) thought about reaching
1: out to showtime? I mean,
2: but a lot of times, like, not comics, like, just like fans, like, and they mean well, but it's like, it's amazing to me that, like, I, I love talking to my male comic friends of like, it's di- it's just different. It's just yeah. very different. But yeah. like the fact that that happens a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I have not once. I've never thought about that. that. Like uh, outside I of actually- my family, being like, why don't you just get an agent? I'm like, okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's just hop yeah. on that. Yes. I guess I've never get, thought about that before.
1: <laughs> I get the um. I get the occasional uh. I get the occasional DM, but it's usually from uh, gay men, uh. And it just nothing makes me feel. Better. I have a
0: few. I have a few. Like, yeah. yeah. I, like, I, always get, yeah. <laughs> that's how I got to find out. There was a very long string um where I had a little bit of success on the internet. Uh and Ooh. that's when I got to find out what a bear in the community oh, is. Oh
2: yes.
0: So I got oh, are you a bear? I got some I got some inbox messages. I got some messages for sure. Yeah. I've kept them oh. off because
1: whenever I need a nice little ego boost, I like to look at it. Like, I, oh. I, oh. I oh. love that. Yeah. <laughs> I got to I made a little money during the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> from some fans <laughs> i'm not gonna lie about it no transition <laughs> with that whatsoever
0: just like yeah you made do money. That. don't ask me how i made it though
2: They started OnlyFans during the time not, like,
1: not even no
2: yeah. i would love to do an OnlyFans. oh like, my Lord. god i
0: i'd have to yeah. pay people i think i just wish I, I i do wish men's feet were in a little bit more demand you know what i mean because i feel like I'm i have are. pretty feet i'm sure they yeah. are
1: I don't have very nice feet. So I don't know if I got,
0: I got beautiful feet, you know, just waiting, Uh, waiting for the right photographer to come take me away.
3: (laughs) That's what
2: comics need. Another side hustle. Right.
0: right. That's what it's so funny. We're going through school right now. I'm going to visual communication school. So, you know, like, Oh, wow. uh, I'm trying to do, like, I'm trying to like produce podcasts and things like that, Mm -hmm. create content. And, uh, right now they're like, do you want to work for someone or do you want to promote yourself? I was like, I want to do anything. But promote <laughs> myself in another avenue. Like I don't know. Right. Thank you.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: I want to work for someone. I wanted to separate work and comedy. Like no thank. Mm-hmm.
2: you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Get in. Get out.
0: Yeah. Like try to sell myself. <laughs> like, do you need a graphic designer? Well, what about a comedian? Do you book things? Right. You do right.
1: But- and will
2: you're a florist? Is that what I heard? He is. Now? He
1: is the florist in Nashville. <laughs> no. 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 So, uh, um, I started uh. So I was just like doing like DoorDash and that kind of stuff last year. And then at some point was not being strict enough about like doing the door, like doing DoorDash. So I was just living off of my savings. And then one day just, I was like, oh, I'm out of money. Like I, I'm it's gone. <laughs> it's all gone. Um, so a friend of mine was working just like part-time for them, just does like deliveries and stuff. So I started ah. doing that part-time. And then eventually I was like, you know, I could do this full time until like I started hitting the road again, because I'm, I'm kind of off the road a little bit right now. So mm-hmm. yeah, I just do like deliveries. And then we get to, because we were trying to be responsible, we compost the flowers instead of just throwing them out. Oh, so nice. at the end of the week, if there's leftover flowers, we get to pick out what we want. We take them home. And then I oh. try and make an arrangement to make, I don't know if I have, yeah, I just <laughs> threw all mine out because they were dying. But uh, then I try and make an arrangement and I tag. And this is like one of the best. This is like the best florist in Nashville. She's incredible. And oh. so I always tag her and I'm just waiting for her to be like, can you not Please put stop. my name on that? Because <laughs> 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 at first they like kind of thought it was funny. They're like, oh, the new comedian. Like I think like some of them were horrendous looking. Like one legit looked like Donatello, the Ninja Turtle. Because I just, <laughs> I don't know. I just was like throwing it. Mean, it sounds
0: awesome to me. I don't know why you're trying to not sell that
1: you know, they were like, cool. I got tagged. They're like, that's cool. (laughs) Well,
2: Oh my God. Well, that sounds like a great job. Great little side hustle.
1: It's fun. Yeah. It's a nice little thing. Oh, you know, I love everyone I work with. They come and support shows, but I will Mm. be happy when I don't have to do it anymore Mm because I haven't had like a strict nine to five in like five years. And so I'm like getting off work and be like, Oh, now I'll make that flyer or now I'll book that. And I'm like, I am so tired. <laughs> so. Yep.
3: Yeah. Bye.
2: Life. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You ever? Uh, you want a little flower hookup? <laughs> oh. Good to flowers. know.
2: I'll take yeah. the throw. Th- th- I'll take the trashy ones. The ones at the end of the week.
0: Well, that's what's <laughs> crazy is like <laughs> since they're <laughs> such a upscale flower shop, the ones at the end of the week are just gorgeous. Beautiful. Oh my god. Yeah,
1: I'm sure. The and like I didn't ever realize how expensive flowers were. So like I'll be making oh. a, like an arrangement <laughs> at my house, and I'm like, mm-hmm. this is this is more than what I made this weekend. <laughs>
3: like I mean, this,
1: like this arrangement is more, what, more than what I made this week. It's yeah, crazy. you go to
2: a wedding and you're like, oh my god, they just they yeah. all the flowers. Yeah, I'm a candle girl. I'm gonna do candles if I ever get married. <laughs> just
1: the mark, save yeah. the money. It's a nice aesthetic yeah. too, you know. Someone, yeah. Someone, yeah. yeah. Someone just spent eighty thousand dollars on on flowers alone. It was
2: here in Nashville. Jesus.
1: Yeah, in Nashville? yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. The recent wedding. And I just was like, God. <laughs> like I couldn't, um, I couldn't, I couldn't fathom it. I was like, I don't even know what. But the like, pressure of delivering that $80,000 delivery
0: of
3: flowers. Geez, like, yeah. A lot of
1: pressure. It was a lot of pressure on me. <laughs> That's why everyone's like,
0: get into wedding photography and videography. I was like, oh, dealing yeah. with the brides and grooms
1: family? Yeah. Nah. Luckily, yeah. I don't have to do that. I just show up. I say hi to the people that need it, drop the flowers yeah. off to them. They do their yeah. magic. Yeah. And I nah. walk off into the sunset. Can't do it. I hear you. That's awesome. That's good.
2: Have you ever yeah. thought about having a Comedy Central special? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you
0: know, we all should get off of here and get uh, on the phone with HBO, is what we need. All these
2: yeah. let do. Okay? do a little ring a ding.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Listen, right, I like uh, I deliver flowers. I'm just saying I could talk about it for half an hour if you want. If, <laughs> if you, you want. Well, Marie,
0: thank you so much for doing this. What do you have coming up that you would like to uh, talk about?
2: Well, one thing I didn't mention, it's I had a single come out a couple months ago, just my oh. solo song called yeah. Over It. It's Love a it. pandemic song, so it kind of is not relevant anymore because I don't want to think about it at the pandemic, yeah, but it's yeah. a vaccinate. It's like get vaccinated type of song. So that's on Spotify and it's called Over It. And for one day I had the top, I beat Bo Burnham on
0: yeah. the iTunes uh, chart. There you go. Good. It was
2: like the most exciting day with my, cause it was my first, cause I've been releasing music with Katie for 13 years or so. Yeah, so this right. was my first single and it's a comedy song obviously, but yeah, I was, I couldn't believe that. Well, that's awesome. I mean, you just text enough friends to be like, hey, listen or download or whatever. Right. You can get it to the top of the chart. I mean, that's what's kind of exciting that independent artists can still somewhat uh, get up there but it was yeah, only for absolutely. a day but so that's that's out like, and then that what a day, day
0: no one could tell you nothing
3: yeah
2: yeah but reformed tours our our third album pissing in the wind <laughs> makes you giggle um is coming out very soon our first single will be out very soon i have to go to new york and do all that like film and do the i don't know it's a lot a lot take photos yeah. all that stuff but it's gonna happen it's gonna get done and uh, in the meantime, I'm going to be bopping around seeing some shows and and getting up there and doing some comedy. So I'll nice. be seeing y'all on the town.
1: I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, I I'm excited wait. to run into you. Yeah, yeah,
2: definitely. With my dirty mouth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but not a copper branch. Not a yeah. copper
2: branch. Not a, no, apparently not. <laughs> I think I could write vegan jokes. That sounds terrible. Nope.
0: <laughs> well, where can they uh, find you on the internet?
2: Well, my handle is Marie Merica, and I don't tweet much, but it's the Marie Merica. And my website mariececileanderson.com dot has all the videos. Reformed whores is across the board. We are on, yeah we we don't tweet anymore either. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Trying to get is- into TikTok, you know? I don't know uh, what yeah, TikTok yeah, yeah. is, but all all the above. But yeah to stay tuned for that album because that's the biggest thing that we're working on and that's difficult awesome. women podcast. Also yes. check that right.
0: out. Yes. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you. I, that was a great story. I love hearing oh, the good. stories of everyone, uh, but uh, hit that subscribe button. We'll see you next week.
1: My Friends. I'm on it, on it, funky.